Metricast. It feels like I'm going to be burned at the stake. <laughs> I feel I feel like we're going back into, I'm from Massachusetts, the Salem witch trials. And I can only imagine that if someone is like, you know, hearing about demons and devils, like they're going to be scared if they're experiencing a hard time to even talk about it. Aren't we all magical? Aren't we all, ha- don't we all have some essence of magic that at the very least when we're born from those zero to seven, eight, that zero to seven age frame that we embody, right? We're magical to begin with. I would actually say that this is a piece of the control, right? To actually suppress the magic that is us so we don't remember our power. If you decide to not follow any religious scripture at all or do any plant medicines at all, you can connect to God by washing the dishes, right? And the moment that we put lines in the sand and say, that there is only this one way to God, that's the moment we can notice that this is a man-made aspect. This is not God. Welcome, beautiful beings, to season two of the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast with your host, Harrison Ma. This podcast sets the loving intention of creating the mystical space needed to pull back the layers restricting health, alignment, and love. Now let's walk you home to your cosmic spiritual heart space. Good evening, morning, afternoon, mystical spiritual beings. Welcome back to the show and another interesting, loving, compassionate debate episode here today with a beautiful guest who I'll get to introduce in a second. But I want to start this conversation, start this cosmic dance that we're going to get into with some gratitude, with some love. If you're tuning in here today, thank you for bringing us your attention, your ears, and your energy. If this conversation hits your heart today and it brings you some loving guidance, remember that the best way to help the show and help us here is, one, leaving your feedback, comments, and feelings over on Spotify and Apple with anything that bubbles up for you. Two, sharing this out to all of your friends, family members, and lovers that you feel this could give some extra guidance to. And three, heading over to the end of this show, right? Listening to the full extent of this show because (laughs) you're going to soon very quickly understand that the topics we're going to be hitting on today, it's going to escalate. So I would encourage you to sit within this as much as you can. And if you can stay to the end, that's an extra beautiful bonus. So with that, I want to give a quick little overview and then introduce my beautiful guest that's going to help me here today get into this topic. Today, we're going to talk about all things plant medicine, religious, but specifically Christian religious belief systems and meeting God, the nature of God and reality, as we tend to do on this show. We're going to get into a lot of these religious belief systems within Christianity around all of this. We're going to be sharing, me and my guest, our thoughts, our experiences, our religious upbringing and our perspectives on this topic from an open and loving spiritual perspective. We're going to be talking about the nature of God and reality, breaking down the fear consciousness in some of the religious teachings that we'll get into today and much more. And I will just say here that we're going to be doing this in the format of breaking down two specific podcast episodes that I'll elaborate on in a second. But to help me do all of this today, I have the beautiful Claudia. Claudia is a past guest on the show. She's an intuitive channel, a biohacker, a Lucia light therapy worker, and a beautiful, loving, spiritual mentor. Claudia, welcome to the show and welcome back to this very deep conversation that we're about to have. Thank you so much, Harrison. Thanks for having me back and for giving me the opportunity to explore Uh, and talk about these topics with you. I think that's really what we're going to be doing, right? Exploring with, I I like to, I imagine us, Claudia, with our lanterns of love going into this, into this fear consciousness and illuminating what needs to be illuminated. How, how are you feeling as we get started? As you said, lanterns of love illuminating all of the hairs on my skin stood up on end. So it's perfect. Oh yeah. There we go. I love it. So before we get into it, let me, what I want to do now is set the container in which we're going to be speaking through because 
we are going to be speaking about, I know for me personally, and and I'll speak for Claudia, some triggering <laughs> concepts here. They're most likely going to be triggering for people listening. So I want to, I want to set this loving container first with the intention so we can dive into it and we can feel safe all together, right? So how we're going to do this is like I did with my last loving debate episode, and I'll put this in the show notes. We've I've picked out from the beautiful Ben Greenfield Life podcast two episodes, two new episodes where he's spoken to a couple of beautiful guests with their perspectives on these topics. I do want to put the caveat that if you're listening to this and you have other shows and other episodes where these topics are discussed, please share them with me because I don't want to feel like I'm just targeting <laughs> Ben Greenfield. He's just very popular and talks about these topics all the time, but I'm very open to doing these chats with any any podcast, any episode. But we will be targeting these episodes on his show. Uh, if you want to go listen to them for full context, I would encourage you to go check them out. They are the names of them are Plant Medicines in Religion, Journeying Without Drugs with Mr. Paul Reese. And the other episode is Pharmakia, Plant Medicines, Addiction and Escapism by Mr. Robert Oram. So any thoughts on that, Claudia, before I set some more intentions here? Um, I think that it's wonderful to be talking about these. And even Ben himself says on the podcast, like, this is, let's talk about this, like, you know, post on my show notes and give me comments. So it, there, there was an invitation to continue this discussion. Yeah. I'm so happy you brought that up. I, um, I, I, I pick, I, I heard that at the end as I was preparing for this yesterday. I was like, oh yeah, let's, okay, let's do this. Let's, let's go into this this chat. So finishing off the rest of these intentions, these, these topics we'll be talking about today, we're here to have this healthy debate, right? We're here, me, myself and the beautiful Claudia are representing the other side of this, this, this conversation. So we'd encourage you to take both sides and then make your own decision, right? Listen to your heart, right? It, these aspects will be triggering, right? We are, me and Claudia are here to transmute and alchemize any fear consciousness we're not here to demonize and add more fear or, or more judgment to judgment right we are here to share our perspectives to illuminate the shadows as we said at the start and bring conscious awareness to that which needs to be healed right with compassion and understanding i'd encourage you the listener to open your heart and open your mind and I also finally hear the intention I want to add into all of this is both Claudia and I are not here to break down any religious ideologies or destroy them. We are here to bring in love and pull out the the aspects of consciousness of fear that need to be loved, right? So ultimately, if you're the listener, maybe you decide to take a step back from your ideology, or maybe you decide to step in further and bring in your love within the system that you're in. Anything you want to add to this, Claudia? Yeah, that's exactly it. I'm not here to um, say that any religion is wrong or any form of thought is incorrect. Um, I'm just here to share about my experiences um, and my thoughts and views that came up during the conversation mm. to hopefully bring more love and more light and more compassion and more um, strength to oneself. I always teach, you know, listen to your gut, listen to your intuitive, you know, grow your intuitive confidence. When you're listening to a podcast, what are you feeling? What's resonating? What's not resonating? Mm. Mm. And uh, this episode will be a very good opportunity to flex that muscle. <laughs> and then the last, the, la the last component here before we get into the meat of this chat today is because we would be talking about plant medicines. I just wanted to make a disclaimer that, and I want to hear your um, version of this, Claudia. But for me, I, you know, I have some, I have a lot of history <laughs> with plant medicines. I'm currently not using any in my own experience, and maybe I'll get into why that is at the moment, but I have had a lot of experience with marijuana, with ayahuasca, with mushrooms, with DMT. So the experiences that I speak to today will be from that lens. What's Claudia, just so the people listening have an understanding of your background, 
What, what's your experience with plant medicines? Oh, thank you for asking. Um, when I first heard about plant medicines, I was an automatic no. I had been meditating a lot and going to Dr. Joe Dispenza retreats. And in my mind, I had made up that plant medicine was cheating and that I was going to sit under the tree and gain enlightenment through hours and hours of austere meditation. And then I listened to Michael Pollan speak in public, I, I went to a Michael Pollan um, discussion and something began to shift. And then I read his book and then the opportunities started to arise. And I have to say that I've worked with a majority of the different types of medicines and I respectfully call them medicines, not drugs. And um, they've made such a significant difference in my life that I, I can't imagine what my life would be like without them. And at the moment, I too am not partaking in any medicines, but I'm in a deep, deep moment of integration. Yeah. Beautiful. So with all of that context, with all of those containers now, <clears throat> let's get into it, Claudia. Let's get into the crux of this and how I'm going to do this. Like the other episode that I've recorded on this within this framework is I'm going to share some quotes from the episodes that we are referencing. And these are direct quotes that I've uh, copied from the transcripts of these these chats on the Ben Greenfield Life uh, platform. And again, I'd I'd encourage you to go listen to the full episode so you understand the full context, but we'll be pulling them out and we'll be reflecting on them, both Claudia and I, as we go through. I'm also, there's going to be three references here. So both Robert and, so Robert, Ben, and... Paul, and I'll reference who I'm speaking about. So first up here is from the beautiful Robert in the first chat, and the quote is as follows. So Robert's explaining his experience with, with, with plant medicines and marijuana, and Robert says, I was just having, I was just watching TV, and I described this experience in detail in a video testimony that I made recently, and I had an experience through that the shamans called being taught. And this is where the mind is taken over and you receive a vision or a level of understanding that is simply simply supernatural. And at the time, as I was watching TV and talking, the moment this moment came to me with my girlfriend and myself. And we were sitting there in our living room watching the TV show MASH. And then I remember all of a sudden I looked over at our friend and, and as he was talking, I could suddenly see everything about his personality. I, underst I understood all of his anxieties, his concerns. I could see how the influence of his patterns were causing him lots of confusion and strife. And I could just see this guy like an open book. And then I looked over the other direction and I saw through my apartment wall into the next apartment. And I saw the girl who lived next door who was sitting on the couch and I could see her anxiety. And I'll end the quote there. but. Robert goes on and explains how this experience was very challenging. And I would even go as far as say traumatizing for him. And he connected this to the plant medicine and then also connected it to the obvious fear consciousness around this. So I have some thoughts on this experience, Claudia. Mm -hmm. And, but I want to throw to you first, what comes up as I share this with you? And if you remember listening to it, what were your initial thoughts on this experience that was induced by the plant medicine? Well, um, that is one of the things that I find is very important, set and setting. What mindset are you in as you are partaking in these medicines? And what setting? Are you watching MASH, which is quite a violent show, actually? And there's a lot of emotion going on. And I used to watch that show and I loved it. And I would not want to be partaking in ceremony in a medicine while um, watching MASH um, because of what could happen, which is what happened to, um, I, I'm sorry, which one, which person? Rob, was Robert. This was Robert. Robert. Yeah. Yes, it's going to be traumatizing and scary if you're not ready to go into the, that opening of consciousness. Um, and if you're not in the right setting, it's it, 
it's going to be very uh, unruly and it's going to shake your foundation. Whereas I went into ceremony with medicines wanting to open that aspect of myself so that I could serve people. That's the, so this is the piece here, Claudia. And yeah, I could agree more with the, with the set and setting with the plant medicine, but when I was reading this and listening to it for the first time, I was just getting my intuitive hits of, you know, spiritual gifts and and abilities that we all have, right? And I, as I read this comment and this experience that this man had, I I'm actually excited for him, right? And I right. can under, and I can understand that at, for the first time, this can be very daunting and 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 f- almost fear inducing if you don't have an understanding of it, but you know, these are spiritual gifts. These are, you know, remote viewing. This is clear empathy. This is, you know, seeing into your spiritual abilities. So the plant medicine didn't give this to the person, right? I want to make this clear. This, The plant medicine didn't provide and add in this ability. And I think Robert later in the chat goes on to the, the fact to say that he actually was concerned that there was a dark entity. And we'll we'll get into that later. But I just want to plant the seed here for people listening. That is what these medicines can do. They can open and reactivate our abilities that are dormant inside of us. And of course, if we don't have a container and a teacher and an understanding of when they open, it's going to feel very, it's going to be very overwhelming, right? Do you agree with that, Claudia? I agree with it. And I would love to add that this can happen whether you're on medicine or not. And it can be daunting. And I've known people that it has happened to that have had these spiritual awakenings and are terrified and don't know what to do with it. So it's not just medicine that will do this. So vilifying that it was because of medicine or how that's how I listen to it. Yeah, no, I agree. Yep, I agree. Um, It's not just that. it It can happen at any time. And we do need our teachers and our support system to help us through those awakenings. Yeah. And if we if we shut this down due to the fear, due to the judgment, just because we think it's a plant medicine thing, then then yeah, we, we can shut out the plant medicine, but now we're also suppressing a part of ourselves as well, which is even more dangerous. So let's let's continue on here, my friend, because there's there's a lot there's a lot more coming. So the next one, the next one up here is again from Robert in the same episode and a bit of a shorter one. And this goes more into some of the religious uh, Christian beliefs here. And Robert says, according to the scripture, there's two very important things you have to bear in mind. The first is that the Bible is clear that one third of all angels rebelled against God and followed Satan and became demons. And so there are demons in this spiritual realm that the plant medicines, I'm adding this last piece, that the plant medicines open us up to. So I'm going to, I'll just add a piece here first, and then I want to see what comes up in you around this, (laughs) Claudia. But it's important to understand, I would encourage people to go back to listen to the first episode. Whatever your understanding of dark energies, dark demons and entities are, is there is a law of attraction process going on. So, and we may speak about this more in in the further comments to come, but if a demon is coming into your field, if if, if it's being attracted into your field, beyond the belief system, we must understand that there is something of value here, right? And this is not overlooking maybe some of the fear and the danger that that is created around it but the moment again we shut this off we also shut down the opportunity for us to heal so just adding in that point claudia what comes up with you around this scripture reference around the spiritual realm and demons well i feel this is where the fear really begins to vibrate like it's vibrating and using this symbology to scare us away from behaviors or patterns or things that might actually be valuable to us is where I start to feel like my hackles go up and my heart get angry because there is other ways to teach 
and um, to help and support those people within our community, within our spiritual community, within our church when this happens. And I can only imagine that if someone is like, you know, hearing about demons and devils, like they're going to be scared if they're experiencing a hard time to even talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's important to realize that a belief system, which this is what it is, the Christian belief system is what we're breaking down. And I talk about this all the time. A belief system is innately closed. It's a closed system. So Mm -hmm. if you have grown up in a Christian ideology and within that Christian ideology, you believe this part of the scripture, right? And no judgment. I'm just saying this is part of your teaching. Then you're in that closed system and you cannot see out of it. So Mm -hmm. of course, you're now going to view everything in your world, not just this plant medicine experience, but everything in your world through this lens of angels and demons and one third of angels rebelling against God and Satan and all these things. So now everything becomes washed in this fear consciousness, not just this plant medicine experience. So it's important to test these systems. They're closed, but it doesn't mean you can't break out of them and test them against, okay, my preacher, my pastor, my priest showed me this, taught me this, but is this true for me? Does my heart feel differently to what this system is saying? Do you, anything you want to add to that, Claudia? And I was born with that. Unfortunately for my parents, unfortunately for my parents, I was born with that question, you know, and growing up Catholic, I grew up Catholic, Latin, you know, Mexican Catholic, and then went into the Mormon community when Catholicism wasn't working enough to control me. That was always my question. How is this serving? How is this for my life is about how are we growing as people, as consciousness, as compassionate human beings. And these systems just weren't working for me. And I couldn't find the exact words because I didn't have the life experience at the time. But it was just a no. Mm. It was, I was like, I how know did, there's a How did you way. know, Claudia? How did you, when you say it was just a no, just because I want to make this extra clear for people that are new to this. How did you know it was just a no? Did you feel it in your body? Explain that. I felt it in my heart, most of all. And I would close and I would want to cry because I didn't quite have the words, as I said, or the life experience yet. And I just wanted to cry and I just wanted to sit on the floor and not go to these churches Mm. because I knew that there was more. And and I have the words right now, but I know I knew there was a more loving way. Mm. Yeah. Hold that thought, Claudia, because we we need we need to apply that love to some future <laughs> comments here. So let's let thank you for explaining that, and I hope that was very clear to people listening. Let's go to the next one. So the next comment again, same episode from Robert once again. Robert highlights here, and this is a bit of a long one, so bear with me. So Robert says so, and and I'll just a bit more context. This is speaking more about some of the spiritual gifts pieces here. So Robert says, so what people are talking about now in in journeying is, to my mind, that which is just witchcraft with a sort of shamanistic twist. Journeying out of body is the same phenomena as shamanic flight, unless I'm not understanding correctly, which is the same thing the witches do when they perform astral projection or astral travel. Ben then asks, can you explain astral projection and shamanic flight, which Robert replies, okay, so so it's an out-of-body experience. Basically, it's an intentional out-of-body experience in which either the witch or the shaman projects their spirit body with its replica, a double of the physical body into the spiritual realm that we've been talking about that drugs allow you to enter and interact with. And so a witch or a shaman will often use drugs in order to separate their spirit body from their physical body so that they can enter the spirit realm. And while they're in the spirit realm, that's when they have their encounters with whatever gods they're seeking to encounter. So wow. yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of components to this. And I know you have some things to share clear and I'll just, and I'm me too. And I'll, I'll just, one thing I'll add here before I pass to you is this is, Again, another example of this, this this shamanic flight and this astral projecting, one is a gift that we all have, 
and two is not dependent on the the drug or the plant medicine experience so i'll just i'll add that i'll add more to it but what comes up for you claudia around this this quote it feels like i'm going to be burned at the stake <laughs> i feel i feel like we're going back into i'm from massachusetts the salem witch trials and i feel like we're going backwards again into sort of that very simplistic way of thinking and that is one of my biggest con- um uh that is one of the biggest complaints i have about certain organized religions is that it's time to modernize it's time to bring the teachings to where we live now the maybe those teachings were what they knew when they were written as far as they knew at the time but we have come so far and learned so much through science in the meeting of the mystical at the science which is the world i love living in and the quantum quantum perspective right and I would meditate and I would go out of body into the quantum field before I ever did any medicine. So is meditating not right? Is meditating not Christian? Uh, That's the, that's, so that's um, one of the points I added here in my notes is (laughs) we, we, and that's what I was alluding to before you started sharing, Chloe, is that this, this act that is being, you know, judged here by Robert. And again, no, no judgment on him, but, it's obvious that he's explaining this from his understanding and his perspective that this 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 astral projection and this and this astral flight that is induced by the the shamans and the witches it's not a one it's not just a witch and a shaman thing and two it's not a it's not a plant medicine dependent thing not only can you do it during meditation like like claudia was describing you can also do it at your dreams at night right when you go to i've done many episodes on this show talking about the very act of doing this in your dream state whether you've had plant medicines or not whether you are christian or not whether you are a shaman a witch you know i'll talk more about that term in a second or not so it's yeah like you said it's a there's a broader understanding here that we must understand to illuminate this fear consciousness let's let's before we move on claudia let's speak more about that witch term and and i just you said it it brings so much up in you and i that's not a coincidence and i i just want to underline this because most of us myself included your claudia you as you've illuminated have these past life ancestral wounds in our lineage so when these religious conversations talk about this and and condemn these witch activities what they're also overlooking is the persecution that many of us have been through in the loving acts within this quote-unquote witch ideology what are your thoughts on this claudia well i feel like i i i maybe i'm taking this personally but i feel like i'm personally am being demonized because the acts and the things that i do are witch like and i in inside of this context and this conversation if I were in that community, I would not be allowed to express my gifts. So I, again, would be suppressed. And I probably say again, because I say again, probably because it happened to me in the past, in a past life, which is probably why it's so triggering for me. But all that I've worked for to, out of the commitment to help humanity would be, you know, taken off the table and shut down. Mm. Yep. Yeah, so this is just before we move on. I just want to take a moment for people listening. If you are triggered by this, then this is the moment we can add some love, right? Just mm-hmm. be aware of this wound that's coming up for you and observe it with love, right? So we can actually heal in this moment through this conversation, which is what I do, which is what Claudia does, right? Just by being with this wound that's coming up so we can heal it. So yeah. let's continue here, my friend. Okay. So next up, Another quote, same episode by Robert once again. And um, this is continuing some more religious uh, scripture and some more religious teachings he was sharing with Ben. And uh, this is another heavy one. So Robert says, he who sacrifices to any God except the Lord shall be utterly destroyed. 
So you've got to use, so you've got got the use of drugs in a spiritual context, drug use for spiritual purposes condemned as a capital offense. And it's listed along with bestiality and idolatry. And if you know your Bible at all, God is not down with bestiality or idolatry. Okay, it was a capital offense. So Robert's referring to the, you know, connecting to God in the spiritual context with this with this use of God, and he was referencing the the Bible here. And you know, again, just before I pass back to you, Claudia, you can feel this in your body, right? I can feel these words deeply in my body, and I'm just going to put it out there: they're not words of God. This is where I this is where I would say, this is where we start to really break down the difference between the beautiful mystical foundations of even Christianity and the fear consciousness, the ego made aspects in the scripture itself. And I would actually say this is probably one, an example of one of those ego made fear consciousness based aspects of the scripture. What are your thoughts on this, Claudia? That's a powerful statement. And I just have to let that in. It's very powerful, very, it rings very true to me. So thank you for saying those brave words and anything can be interpreted in any way. And I feel like that's what's happening in society right now. We're taking words and we're manipulating them and we're taking facts and manipulating them and creating a whole movement around certain things out of fear. And I feel like this is what happens with scripture a lot. People say the scripture says, but does it? Or is it your interpretation of what the scripture says and your ideas imposed onto what the scripture says? Mm. So two things bubble up here that I want to share before we move on. I think it's Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell breaks down, I encourage people to look this up. Joseph Campbell has four, four ways in which religious scripture can be used and he, he talks about the, he, he ranks them from most useful to least useful or least useful to most useful and the least useful way where you can use scripture is the literal version of it <laughs> and it, you know you could see how this is an example of that and the most useful way is using it as a uh what's the word using it as a symbol using it as a um, what's the word for a story that is an allegory, allegory. That's it. Yeah. Using it as an allegory. So one, I just want to point that out too. I want to share my understanding of God here. And maybe Claudia, you can too, before we move on, because there's some other deep scripture pieces that we're going to share that if we can share our view of this, it'll help people understand. For me, God is either nothing or everything, right? God is either no thing or all things. So if God is all things, why would there be a, you know, this, 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 un, this conditional aspect that we're talking about here? What's, mm-hmm. do you agree with that? My friend, what's your view on God? It's so interesting because my view on God is so morphing all the time. Sometimes I see God as a entity and as a all knowing not male or female, sometimes I see God as Mother Earth holding us all together. So it's, as you say, it's everything and nothing all at once. And But it's it's always moving to me. It's not static at all. And I feel like sometimes putting a static God, male, one thing is so limiting. Limiting and, and creates separation, creates fear, right? And that's you know, if you take anything from this conversation today, it's really testing that. If it if it fears, if it feels fearful, there's a very high chance that that's not God. <laughs> that that's not, yeah, that's not God. So, <clears throat> speaking of which, let's continue. And this is going to just take this point and push a little bit further here. Another piece of scripture that Robert shares is, you have to come to grips. This is Robert quoting again the the, the scripture. You have to come to grips 
but the fact that God is not going to allow people to come into communion with him, A, apart from Jesus Christ, and B, with the use of drugs. So again, referencing his scripture, he says in verse 8, he says, but the cat and he he says is referring to God, I assume. He says, but the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexual, and the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, and that's pharmacos in the Greek words, drugs specifically, the idolaters, the liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. So we Christians, we have to come to terms with what God says about drug use. So again, there is this same fear consciousness, but I just want to point this out here and then throw to you, Claudia. Why, why would God pick sides, right? If whatever your understanding of God is at this moment in time in this episode, just ask yourself, sit with this question, right? And ask yourself, why would God pick a side? Why would God put this line in the sand and say, you know, in the reference to this point, you cannot commune with him unless A, it's through Jesus Christ, or B, it's through something other than the use of drugs. So what comes up for you, Claudia, around this, around this reference, this, this quote? What comes up for me is how I had to really come to terms with really learning what God meant for me and for a majority of part of my life growing up being terrified of ever making a mistake. I still deal with perfectionism, being terrified of ever doing anything wrong, you know, having lustful feelings, being lustful, physical, as a very lustful, physical person. Now am I condemned to the literal fiery hell and, and how through my healing process and my journey, learning to be very forgiving of myself taught me that God and my I understanding and acceptance of God is that he's at he greater he God is very forgiving very loving you know you you cross over and I wouldn't imagine I can't now in my belief system I can't imagine a a God being in front of me saying you messed up you can't yes. come in Here's the score. Here's the score sheet. And now let's go left or right. Yeah. I just, it just doesn't compute in my consciousness at all. It's kind of the opposite. It's like, oh my gosh, you did the really best that you could. You know, you, you were so great at this and you, you know, okay, maybe you didn't, you know, succeed at this. You'll go back. You'll learn it next time. Yeah. Yeah. It's also happy that you're bringing up the the death piece here, Claudia, because that was one of the other points I wanted to add to this is goes back to what you're saying before around bringing in the science now, bringing in the the quantum perspective, right? We know that through a lot of science that is being done on this on on death and what we are at a very fundamental level, we are energy, and we know through this science science scientific lens and quantum lens that energy is neither destroyed or created it's either moving or transforming into something else so not only is death not an ending meaning you're going to be judged on your actions and then put into the fiery sulfur pits of hell for the rest of eternity not only is it not that but death is a transformation it is a continual moving and and transforming into something else into your next life into your into your your resting period into your you know there's a it's this this fear around death, like you're saying, mm-hmm. can also be proven wrong by the the scientific community now, right? Would do you agree with that? Right. right. Yeah, and we've had many people had near death experiences who have come yes. back and reported how amazing and wonderful it has been on the other side. And I'm slowly moving into uh, the other day. I had another opening where I was like oh my gosh, this is what it would be like to cross over. And I experienced it for like seconds and it was absolutely amazing, beautiful and wonderful. But if we go back to the quote that you spoke about, the quote itself makes you fear death. It makes you 
It makes you terrified of a making a mistake in life and then being judged by it when you die. So who would want to cross over peacefully at that point? Yeah. Yeah. And the last piece I want to add here, I want to pull out within the, the comment next to the sexual and the sexually immoral. He, he also referenced within scripture, those who practice magic arts. And I just want to come back to this because we talked, we talked about it before, you know, the magic arts, again, the witches, right? The we, And I just want to pose the question to people listening. Aren't we all magical? Aren't we all, ha, don't we all have some essence of magic that at the very least when we're born from those zero to seven, eight, that zero to seven age frame that we embody, right? We're magical to begin with. And I would actually assert that this is part of control. Again, this is another man-made aspect within the beautiful mystical spiritual foundations of this Christian religion that is being distorted. I would actually say that this is a piece of the control, right? To actually suppress the magic that is us so we don't remember our power. Do you, what comes up around this, my friends? When you feel magical, you feel free and you feel light and you feel curious and you feel one, I like to call it wonderful. I feel a wonder. But if that's taken away, it's it, it's like, a, I almost see like a dark veil coming through. Like, don't go there. You'll be too free to explore what else could be. And what if, what if religions, not just Christianity, but what if all could explore that? What if they could open up and explore what's available to them through magic and wonder instead yeah. of fear and control? Wow, that would be amazing. Yeah. I love it. All right, Chloe, let's 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 keep going here because there's a few more I want to get to. And I feel like that we could we could talk about all these each of these points for a long time. So the next up, I'm gonna tra- I'm gonna transition into episode two here now. And this is again with Ben and now talking with Paul Reese. And Paul's first comment here. So similar um similar themes on plant medicine, God, Christianity, right? So we're just continuing now from a different with a different soul, a different um, person giving his views that we're going to share our perspectives on. So Paul says, you have to be careful with the origins of breathing because some of them have origins that are not based in spirituality in God. So you have to be aware of it. And Ben asks, what do you mean by that? Which Paul then says, examples like tantric breathing, like transcendental meditation there's a there's different forms of meditation or breathing that have a spiritual root that is outside of god and if we were practicing those things you have the ability to channel the spirit that is at the root of that belief system so there (laughs) there's a couple of components to this and first thing i just want to say here and pass to you claudia is when i bring out the the point where he said the spirit at the root of the belief system. And I wrote here in my comments, do you mean like the spirit that's at the root of this Christian belief system? This, this, this is the, he's, he's explaining, and I don't think he intends this, but he's explaining what happens when we get stuck in the box that is the Christian belief system that causes fear consciousness, right? I want to explain here a type of entity that exists, right? Thought forms, belief systems are entities, right? But there is actually an entity called an egregore, and I'd encourage people to look this up and do your own research. But an egregore is a collective belief belief system that takes on a takes on features, takes on energy, takes on consciousness of its own that controls people if we're not aware of it. And this is what he's talking about. He's talking about an egregore that's at the root in his reference of tantric and transcendental meditation. But I just want to point out that this egregore also exists in religious belief systems such as Christianity. What's what's your thoughts on this, my friend? Wow, where do we go with this one? That egregore is amazing. Um, and I think that's something that was also triggering me throughout the conversation is, I don't know if it's underlying or if I'm picking up on it, as a female, but there's this like sort of underlying, let's keep the women down mm. a little bit. The feminine. Because as I, hmm? 
the feminine, the divine, the divine feminine. Yes, because Tantra, it, the lineage that I follow is through a divine feminine. And so is there this sort of unspoken, low wave, you know, keeping down the feminine, which is what comes up for me. And, and then it's breathing. How can we make breathing in any shape, way or form bad or wrong? It's the essence of what we are. So are we, and that is another thing that I, I also find a lot, you know, with religions, they're making humanity. Oh, we're flawed from the beginning. So the essence of who we are as we breathe is flawed and only this breath is okay, but not that breath is okay. Oh my goodness. The boxes, they're putting them in those belief system boxes again. Right. And yes, I want to come back to the Tantra you're making such a powerful point with the divine feminine, but let me just expand a bit more on the egregore piece. So, yeah. you know, Paul, Paul Reese, he's, I would actually say he's correct that there is an egregore at the base of Tantra at the base of yeah. certain breathwork ideologies, but it exists in the Christian system as well. And it's yeah. our role to illuminate that egregore and mm-hmm. see where it's causing us separation, no matter the system that it's in, and come back to love, come back to God, come work your way through because an egregore is created by the ego. It's created by man. It's created by the consciousness of separation, which we create. So mm-hmm. it's, this is this point that he's making. I just want to make this clear that we need to be on the lookout for these things, but they're not, it's not as if Christianity is, is, uh, is different. It's, it's another example of where these exist. And we need to move through them with love to come back to what God actually is. But let's go back. Speaking of what God actually is, let's go back to what you're saying about Tantra and the divine feminine. I think mm-hmm. you're spot on, right? I think that, and again, these goes back to some of the egregores in most religions, Christianity included. There is belief systems that are there to suppress the feminine, suppress the voice of the female, right? So when we, when we suppress our own divine feminine, it does show up in when we do breath work and Tantra, that's why we can actually access God through these things because now we're opening up to all of ourselves, not just the masculine, right? Anything else you want to add to this, Claudia? Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, not at the moment. Feeling, no, feeling, I, complete, feeling complete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I would just test this again. This is another component where we can test, you know, is this true for me as you're listening? The next up here is, again, from Paul. Paul was referencing the Bible again, and Paul says, the Bible exists and the needs, the Bible exists and the needs to hold and needs to hold hands with the relationship of the Holy Spirit because the because that Holy Spirit will never reveal something to you that isn't backed up by the Bible. Someone says, well, the Holy Spirit told me to leave my wife, and then he said, it's like, ah, I might feel like that that's wrong. And so I actually think Paul brings up a good point here, but I would say that we can actually test this beyond what the Bible teaches, right? So what, what comes up for you around this, Claudia? For me, what comes up is another form of manipulation. It just sounds like manipulation to me. And, um, there are many books that have been written, you know, when I was Mormon, there was the Book of Mormon. And because the Book of Mormon said this, this was the only way to be and to live. And I couldn't understand how now there's another book that says this. And then there's this other book that says this. And then, and again, I go back to when were these books written? And, and so interesting that I have to say it again, that they were written by men. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. And I'll just add a little tool here. And it, and, and this is where the point where I sort of agree with Paul. He's, he's, he's mentioning that the Holy Spirit, we can test the relationship between our spirit, our Holy Spirit exists inside of us, whether we're Christian or not, and what the Bible is saying or what other people are saying. We can test this. We can test. We can go into our heart and say, is this true for my heart? But I would assert, do this with the Bible as well, right? Do this with the scripture that you're reading. Don't just do it with 
what the priest says or whoever your 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 person of reference is, do it with the scripture as well. Ask yourself, what does your heart feel around this? Does it feel constricted? Does it feel tight? Does it feel fearful like we've been highlighting? Or is it open and expansive, right? This will help you move beyond the ego aspects that exist in the Bible just as much as, you know, as Claudia is saying, right? Right. And and test it over and over again. Does it did it feel like a no at one point and then like a yes at another point because of who you've grown and who you've become and what you've learned and added to your consciousness? It's not just a one-time test. Mm. Yeah. It's a it's a muscle. It's a muscle that we can learn to build. All right. Next up here, a few more here, Claudia. Thank you for <laughs> I can feel I'm in there. Yeah, there's but it's it's heavy, right? It's heavy stuff. And I, let's, you know, just a, a, a mindful moment here. I'm grateful for you, Claudia. I'm also grateful for people listening. Just be, be compassionate with yourself with these things, because I can feel this in my body talking about these topics, right? It brings up a lot, right? And if we hold the space with love and acceptance, we can start to move through this, but it has energy. So be compassionate with yourself. So Two, I have three left, Claudia, to finish. And the last, this is another another one by Ben. This is by Ben itself, Ben in the second episode. And Ben references, he says, and then the very last thing, I think that there's a lot of unpredictability and a lot of, I guess, tradition, tradition behind the use of plants like ayahuasca and psilocybin. So it's coming back to the plant medicines now. And that kind of they kind of carry with them dark spiritual energy that's a little bit unpredictable and unwieldy that i've never experienced with synthetic alternatives to those compounds so i'll throw to you here first my friend what comes up around this oh boy. <laughs> so i was shocked when i heard this because he further goes on to say that he would only want to work with the synthetic version of a uh, molecule or of a medicine. And it, that part blows my mind because I know that a lot of science is trying to isolate certain molecules in ayahuasca, certain molecules in ibogaine. And I struggle with this conversation a lot because I know that they could be helpful in a synthetic form. But to me, the most important part of the medicine is the spirit of it in its natural form and stripping it away of that it it hurts my heart yeah 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 Yeah. and i what i would add to this is you know when he talks about the dark spiritual energy the unwieldy the the points he's pointing out i would say is it dark because it's bad or is it dark because it's been suppressed and ignored and we don't know about it Right. There's, there's, we're always fearful and scared of things that we, we are unaware of. We don't have knowledge around or we don't feel safe within. So, and this is like our own internal shadow, right? If we come up with a part of ourselves that we haven't seen for a while and we, we are, that is dark, right? And that is new to us is the, is the solution to go to the new thing, ignore it, suppress it, pretend it doesn't exist or do something different? Or is it to open our hearts to be, compassionate to understand that piece more and have patience with it so i think this is you know with these plant medicines just because it's old and unwieldy and shadowy doesn't mean it's innately bad and negative it just means we need more time and we need more compassion to understand what it is and just because it's different and ritualistic because it comes from a different culture and a different approach to understanding shadow and understanding darkness doesn't mean that it's bad. It's just, it is probably uncomprehensible to him as an American born person that it's okay to work with these energies in a container. Yeah. Yeah. Next up here from Paul, again, going back to Paul Reese, Paul says, this is, the, this is the thing at a certain point. I believe you continue the journey. You're going to interface with the spiritual nature to such a degree, degree when he's talking about in reference to plant medicines again, where you either have to give your life to Jesus or you just go crazy. And I've met a bunch of people 
who have done a bunch of psychedelics at an early age and then they usually have that one experience and then they're like, oh, I'm good. So this is an interesting comment here and I agree with it to, to a certain extent that, again, if you don't have the education, the set and setting, the foundation and the support, that what psychedelics do is that they open up your spiritual dimension to the point where you're, most of us are not ready for. And we have to understand that we are a multidimensional being of love and light. And it's not just me and Claudia here in the 3D form talking to you, right? We have aspects of our multidimensional being in different dimensions, in different spaces and places throughout the universe. And when we use psychedelic drugs, it can open us, open us up to parts of that multidimensional reality that maybe we're not ready for. And this is where a lot of the mental health challenges and the illness and the points that he's talking about are, are valid. But I would say, again, this is not a plant-dependent situation, right? This can happen if we, you know, again, maybe use breathwork and go a bit too deep. This can happen if we, you know, go into a meditation practice and we open up our chakra centers to a point where we're not ready for, for by another person. So I just, I agree, but there's an asterisk here. What, what are your thoughts on this, Claudia? I totally agree as well. And I'm always, whenever going into any sort of practice or course or broadening of who I am, always, 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 I pray in my form of prayer to never go past or beyond what I can handle right now. Mm. So I set a container, please only take me to where I am ready to go and not beyond. And there, there is a part of me that sometimes wants to break open beyond that, but I have to be respectful of that process. And so that's what I encourage others to do. Don't, don't, you don't have to push so hard and go so far, like take it step at a time, integrate, go forward, integrate, go forward. Yeah. And I'd just say, Claudia, that, you know, the, the point that you're making on the piece of you that's wanting to push so hard, right? If you notice that within a plant medicine ceremony that then causes, you know, this, this overwhelming piece of not, not unreadiness, and then you shut, you, you, you blame the plant medicines, but that part, part of your ego still exists, then now that's going to show up in another place, right? Just because you've shut off the plant medicines doesn't mean that piece of your ego isn't there anymore. So it's about understanding why are you wanting to push so hard? Why are you wanting to go into the different parts of your psyche when you're not ready, right? Because if that that exists and they will continue unless you address it, right? Plant right, medicines. Yeah. yeah, yeah, plant medicines or not. All right, last one here, Claudia. Thank you for <laughs> sticking with me, my friend. It's um, I can feel a lot of pieces have come up, but I, I hope that this has brought a lot of value and insight to people listening because it's, it's definitely uh, it's cleansing and detoxing for me in many ways. The last quote, the last I feel it, I feel it. The last quote here is back to Ben with Paul, and this is another religious Christian uh, component. And Ben shares, "Do you really want to give the impression to people that the only way, the only path to spiritual enlightenment is via this secret hidden knowledge?" and access to these special mind-tweaking chemicals that if you don't have them, you're never going to be on the same spiritual path as the people who do have access to them. Because in my opinion, that's a pretty crappy way to be able to spread love and light across the world. So what he's talking about is he's obviously highlighting the the challenge of saying to people that the only way to connect to God is through plant medicines. And what I would say to this, and this is what I wrote down is that there's some slight hypocrisy here through the, mm. Christ, through the Christian lens, because even in this chat today, we've spoken about how in many Christian scriptures, there's the belief that the only way to get to God is through Jesus Christ. Right. So I just want to point that out with this point. What, what are your thoughts on this, my friend? Um, say the quote again to me one more time because there's too much running through my mind. Right yeah, now. well, it's, it's just the quote that you don't want to you don't want to give the impression that the only way to connect to God or connect to spiritual enlightenment is through the secret secret hidden knowledge that is the plant medicines and the chemicals themselves. Right. So there 
was a time when I had thought about becoming a plant medicine shaman. And um, during one of my ceremonies, I uh, heard, if you want to serve the medicine, you have to become the medicine. And then I said, oh, I'm not ready for that. And so I chose a different path. And in the choosing of that different path, I've come to respect and honor that not everybody will ever be ready, nor should they do medicine. And so I don't believe that the only path to connecting with God is through medicine. Yeah. And, and Jesus, right? And Jesus, God, yeah. God, 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 and I say this with love, right? God can be found through plant medicines. God can be found through Jesus Christ and God can be found through everything else, right? Yeah. It's so this is, this is an and to Ben's point. I think he's making the point that yes, you don't want to, and I think it's a, a valid point. You don't want to be putting all your eggs in one basket. That is the plant medicines, but you also don't want to be putting all your plants in the basket. That is Christianity, right? If you are being pulled to Christianity as your way to connect to God, beautiful, follow that. But Again, don't get stuck in the belief system that that is the only way to God, right? We, if you decide to not follow any religious scripture at all or do any plant medicines at all, you can connect to God by washing the dishes, right? You can connect to God by sitting still without even meditating, right? We're just connecting into your body, right? And the moment that we put lines in the sand and say that there is only this one way to God, that's the moment we can notice that this is a man-made aspect. This is not mm -hmm. God. Right. And I was having a conversation with someone the other day about Maharaji, uh, the amazing teacher from India who is no longer with us and helped a lot of uh, the people that we know and love and follow teachers. And he, the person who met him, who was speaking with me, said that Maharaji said, I don't care how you get enlightenment. He said, just get it. Get it through AM radio, if that's how you want to get it. But he said, I don't care how you get it. Just get it. That's beautiful, my friends. And uh, a lovely wrap up to this. Any, I have some final thoughts, my friend, but any final thoughts that you want to share on all of what we've discussed today that you feel can help people listening? Yeah, I actually do. I actually have a lot of gratitude for Ben right now. Because I'm really grateful that the he put out these podcasts so that I can be triggered, so that I can have this conversation with you, so that I can see the corners of where I need to heal more. I want to heal more. And I'm actually incredibly grateful for any of the controversy that I'm feeling within all of this and the opportunity that we've had to come together because it feels like a greater conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And that gratitude sits inside of me too, Claudia. And I think what I would add to what you're beautifully highlighting here is how do we come to that gratitude? How did we get to that gratitude? It We got to it through the pain, right? You said it, not just, not just the triggers, but the pain that comes with those triggers, right? All of these all of these quotes that I picked out today out of these episodes, and there was much more, which is I would encourage everyone to go listen to the full episodes themselves. But each of these quotes I pulled because they hurt me, right? Not just triggered me, but they hurt me. They hurt a part of me that is in pain. So this is something we can do all the time, not just within this religious God plant medicine context, but within all aspects of our, of our reality, right? And when, when we, move through the pain with gratitude, love, and compassion, then we get back to the light on the other side, right? We, 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 we transmute as we making this full circle, right? We bring our, our, our light of love to the shadows, to the separation, to the fear, and we come back into unity, right? We come back into connection, not just with other people outside of us, but with ourselves. So I hope that has helped people do that today. Claudia. I love you very much. Thank you for spending time with me. Yes. Thank you for opening yourself up to speak about these tender topics and sharing this time with me. I appreciate you. Love you very much. You're welcome, my friend. And for all the listeners out there, thank you for taking this journey with us. We hope it took you some deep, took, took you to some deeper layers of 
understanding and and appreciation for yourself wherever you're at in this journey. If you got some value out of this and you think it could help someone else in your world, please share this out far and wide with a friend, a family member, or a lover. But regardless, we love you unconditionally. And until next time here on the show, we'll see you very soon. Bye, everyone. Before I leave you today, beautiful beings, I'm so excited to share a special announcement just with you. On the 20th to the 23rd of April, 2023, I and a fellow guest of the show, the beautiful Ali Paws, will be hosting live in Tulum, Mexico, the Cosmic Heart Tour. If you listen to this podcast week to week and you resonate with my frequency, with my voice, with my love in any of the topics I share with you, then most likely it is time for us to connect and heal in person. So I invite you to join us in Mexico. Join us for some meditations, activations, yoga, cranial sacral therapy, a book release, a live Q&A, poetry, and so much more. These spots are going to fill up super quick because our intention is to make this exclusive and intimate. So please DM me, Cosmic Heart Tour, on any of my social channels. That's Cosmic Heart Tour on any of my social channels, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, and we'll book in a meeting so you can join the love. I'm so excited to connect with you in the flesh. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna with me, your host, Harrison. If you gained value or this episode hit your heart, please remember to share this out with a friend, a family member, or a lover. You can also leave your love over on Apple Reviews and Spotify Star Feedback, and this helps me spread my frequency to more souls in need. Finally, if you want to connect with me deeper, want to reach out, interested in coaching, please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Harrison Ma, Ma spelled M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Sending you so much love. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's his dad? No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. Touchdown! On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour.